You're listening to a message to go from Acts Church. We hope this message will light up your day. I want to do a message with you because this is what the Lord put in my heart uh, to share during this season. Can bad change, can bad change be good? What a strange question. Can bad change be good? Now, how many of you are familiar with things always changing for the bad? Have you experienced such things in your life? You know, things are going well and suddenly they, 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 they don't go so well and they change for the bad. Have you experienced that? Can I see your hands? Am I speaking to myself? Oh no, I am not. I'm speaking to all of you. It's true. You know, we, we live our lives and we hope that everything that we do will find success. And it should. Because we are believing in the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and, you know, He's a winner. Jesus Christ is a winner. And what does scripture say about us? We are more than a conqueror. You know, somebody described this. I, I recently heard this. So I'll share it with you and I think some of you have heard it. Okay, you know Manny Pacquiao? You know who's Manny Pacquiao? He's, you know, he's, he's a, a Filipino boxing champion over so many weights. And, and he has made millions and millions of dollars. So he's a conqueror. But you know what his wife is? His wife is very rich. Did she have to go and box? No, she's a more than a conqueror. <laughs> she didn't have to do anything and she's more than many Pacquiao. Well, I think that was a very good description so I thought I'd keep that in my head. We are more than a conqueror. So how is it that change we can have Bad change coming out of things that are good. Do you know that the only thing that does not change in life is change? Think about it. Every second we have changed. We are not the same person we were one second ago. We are older. Our cells have changed. Maybe we don't see it straight away, but my grey hair has grown ever so minusculely. But it has happened. So the only thing that does not change is change. Does that mean that God changes? God is changeless. And that is very important to us. It is very, very important to us that God is changeless. In Hebrews 13.8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wow. I love Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. He's, has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Do you know it's so important that God is an unchanging feature in our life? Do you know why? Can you imagine, can you imagine if every night the stars changed its direction. Can you imagine if we did not have a North Pole or a South Pole and our magnetic fields changed every night? Do you know if that were to happen, we would not have GPS? Do you know that if that were not to happen, or we would not be able to go anywhere? It's true. 
the plane will be flying and you're supposed to be going to London and it ends up in China because the magnetic field has changed. Because what does navigation rely on? It relies on the magnetic fields, the position of the sun. God, in his wisdom, has shown us that there is an importance to something not changing. He does not change. And for us to have some kind of stability in our lives, he does not change. You know, he does not change and that's why we have direction. Because like the GPS, we would not be able to find our way if God would... Can you imagine if God were to tell you, okay, today I want you to love everybody you see and then tomorrow he tells you, please go and slap everybody you see. You would have nothing with which to build your life on because you would be schizophrenic. Another word for it is considered insane. You, nobody can look at you and decipher one day, you know, you're so good and the next day you're so bad. We've had bosses like that in the office, right? Oh, yes. We've had bosses like that in the office. One day they're so good and the next day they're so bad. Yeah, and you know, when you go to office, uh, you know, people know how to interpret whether it's going to rain or not. Go out, the sky is dark. The wind, oh, it's going to rain. So sometimes, you know, people used to come and ask me, how's the boss today? I said, well, I think today we're going to get a decision from him. Don't. Not the right day. Uh, someday when they're walking, you say, now anything you want, go for it. You know how to read. So that's how it is. But let me go to scripture and I will uh, be able to expound this a little bit further. Our first example, Paul. Paul in Acts 16, 16 to 32. But I'm not going to read every verse. I'll just go some of, the, some of the verses so that you get an idea what I mean. Now, as it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Do you know how demons tell the fortune? They lie. You know how they lie? They work in tandem. Huh? I, I, I'll give you an example, okay? Um, if I tell good, good, what you do is you stand at the door and the next person that walks out uh, without knowing, you trip them. You put your leg up, trip them so that they fall. And then I'm here at the message and I'm telling you, the Lord has revealed to me that the next person who walks out that door is going to trip and fall. So little did you know that Gerd, what Gerd did, actually he tried, tied a little string across the door. So the next person, he pulled the string, the person fell. And you say, wow, a prophet is in our midst. What can tell the future? So don't believe everything you hear. When people are telling the future, it's a setup. Okay? As Christians, we do not believe that. We believe God orders the way we go. So when somebody tells you, oh, I, I know this fortune teller, they tell all, you tell them, it's a lie. That's why God hates people going to fortune tellers. It's in the scripture. Why does he hate that? Because he knows 
It is a manipulation of people. And God hates that. It is an evil. Okay. So this girl followed Paul in us, crying out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God and proclaim to us the ways of salvation. And this she did for many days. Okay. It's strange that Paul did not react to it straight away. He let it go on for many days. But then you read the scripture. After a while, he got fed up. And he said, okay, come out from her, you evil spirit. And the spirit came out. And the people were very angry because their source of money were gone. Okay? It's so like us, right? I could tell you a testimony. Uh, uh, I was in XPJ uh, maybe about four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, and I was coughing. I mean, I was, you know, I couldn't say two words without going into a coughing binge. Have you tried sharing a message like that? It's very irritating for you all to hear somebody every few minutes. <coughs> you get irritated. You come to hear God's word and you are coughing. You know how irritating it is for the speaker? Because the speaker knows that they have to deliver a message from God and their physical ailment is preventing you from hearing what you need to hear. But like Paul, I let it go on for a little while until I just got fed up. And in front of the whole congregation, I said, I rebuke you, cough in the name of Jesus. Get out and you will not hinder the people of God. And immediately, the cough stopped. Immediately. And I later on found out that everybody noticed that the cough went immediately. Only I did not notice until the service was over. So, okay, I learned that lesson. All right? I had a fall in my house about two, three weeks ago. This fall was a nasty fall. I slipped in the shower room. I slipped. My head just missed the wall. And I felt, I mean, I really felt hard. It wasn't the kind of fall where you can hold and this was a, without an ability to prevent kind of fall, right? So my hands were not in play. So I fell, I just missed the wall and I, I missed the glass because I got a whole glass wall and on one side. So I, I fell missing these two things. And I fell on the ground and then I, I listened to my body and, okay, I don't think anything's broken. I think you can get up. So I got up. Then I came out and told her, you know, I fell. She said, I didn't hear you. I said, I got a lot of padding. <laughs> so anyway, what happened was it hurt my back, my lower back. So much so that sitting down was a problem, getting up was a problem. And I thought it would go away. It did not go away after a week. It was really painful to sit down and get up, sit down and get up. It was painful. Until I got fed up and the Lord reminded me, do you remember the cough? Then I said, oh yes, God. I get it. I said, you pain in my back. I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. And it left immediately. So I was really excited. I said, wow, God. So now you're showing me ways I can get my body in order. Because I also have a problem in my left foot. 
Okay, I don't know how this problem came, okay? It, very painful at the top of the foot, like a tendon was, was stretched or damaged. Again, this has gone on for a long, long time. It's hurtful to put on a shoe. I have to limp whenever I walk. As you notice, I'm not limping now. And then, about one week after my back issue was, you see, you see, why am I suffering this pain in my leg? I command you pain in my foot. Get out from me right now in the name of Jesus. And it left immediately. So I have one more thing to take care of. Some, one more major thing. Long ago in X-Men devotion, I fell into some water and I hurt my back, which has been giving me problems for all these years. That will be the next thing to go. But what I want to tell you, so why this means something is because when I shared this in X-Clang last week, a lady came up to me and she said she had a friend who just fell in the toilet the day before I came. The doctor says she has to have a help for the rest of her life. She needs aid from now on for the rest of her life. And it's exactly the same kind of fall that I had. What's the difference? Jesus is his name. So now, Paul had said, get out. And so, you know, if you read the scripture, do you know what Paul was going to do with Silas? They were going to pray. That was the plan. The plan was just going to pray and this creature was bothering them. And then he commands them to go and what did the people do? They beat them. They beat Paul, they beat Silas. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet with stocks. So, wasn't a good plan in play? They wanted to go to pray. And what happened? The plan changed for the You can even be wanting to do something for the Lord. You can be doing, you may want to do something to praise Him or to worship Him or do work for Him. And when you set your mind to get it done, suddenly something goes wrong and the good plan becomes bad. Do you fall to pieces? I want to tell you what Paul and Silas did. Having uh, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Did they change? No. The plan changed. Something that was meant to be good became bad. They're suddenly in prison. But they did not change. Their purpose did not change. Hey, can you do can I do something to make sure that despite what goes on around us and in front of us, we do not change our purpose? You see, winning is not about the circumstance. Winning is the purpose being fulfilled. And here we have Paul and Silas fulfilling that very purpose. What did they do? At midnight, they were praying and singing hymns to God. Read what it said earlier on. 
they, they were going to pray. Did their purpose change? No, their venue changed. Okay? And I want you to know, Scripture says that the prisoners were listening to them. You want the people that you share with to listen to you. It happens when you do not change your purpose. Irrespective of what goes on around you. If you're a business boss and you have purposed in your life that you're going to be the best boss ever. Best boss doesn't mean weak boss. It means being fair. It means being just. Do you know it's more important to be just than to be fair? What? Is that such a thing? Yes. Yes. Was it fair that people work one whole day and got one talent and people who worked one hour and got one talent? Was it fair? No. Was it just? Yes. What was it just? If you work for me one hour, I will give you what I think you deserve. Praise the Lord for that. Because God says, you follow me. That's what he said. He said, you follow me. So you follow the Lord. Thank God he didn't, you know, he, 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 he doesn't change what he, he, he plans to be. He's decided to be a just God and that's just the way it is. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. What happened? Scripture says that the Bible, uh, the, the Bible, Scripture says that the prison was shaken. The doors were open. The chains fell off everybody. And guess what? None of them ran. Did you ever wonder why none of them ran? Scripture has given you the answer. The prisoners were listening to them. And when the shackles fell, there was no need to run because their spirits were now free. Their minds were now free. They no longer were shackled by the past, by the wrongs that they had done. They were no, shack no longer shackled by their wrong way of thinking. They were free now in belief with, of Jesus Christ. That's why the prisoners did not run. Do you know if the prisoners were not changed when those prison gates were opened, and when the shackles fall out, they would have been out the door. They would have run. But why didn't they run? They were free. There is a kind of freedom that supersedes gates and walls around you. And that's the kind of freedom that we have to be looking forward to. Because when we are free like that, nobody can trap you. Nobody can get you down. Nobody can destroy your faith. No one can hinder you. Because you're free. And what the scripture says, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So then, 
The prisoner, were, they didn't run and the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? The miracles don't stop. Do you know they continue? They even affect the very ones who were harmful to you. So now the, pris the, 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 the warden says, hey, you know, what must I do to be saved? Do you know that if Paul and Silas changed, if they allow that bad plan to affect their purpose, and they, they moan and groan and gripe in the prison, saying, God, we wanted to pray, and you put us in this dark place, what's the matter with you? That's what we do. Right not? Don't put up your hands. Right not? When things go bad, what do we do? We say, God, what's the matter with you? Don't you know your word? Hmm? I'm not supposed to be like, I'm supposed to be living abundant life. You call this abundant life a lot. Actually, God wants you to not change your purpose. So, Paul and Silas says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to all those in the house. And they were saved. Can a bad change be good? You better believe it. You better. You see, we purpose to do good. But maybe we don't see like God sees. We need to do what God wants us to do, what we purpose to do in the place God wants us to do it. And this is where sometimes we don't get our vision very correct. But it's okay. Trust the Lord. They purpose to pray. Things took a bad turn. They were beaten and sent to prison. What did they do? They remained focused. They prayed and they worshipped. And I want you to know, the best miracles happen in the dark places. The best miracles in your life will happen in your darkest moments. The best miracle in my life happens when I'm in the greatest pain. Do I appreciate being healed of that back pain? You better believe it. Can you imagine uh, every day in the office, how many times I have to sit down and get up? And that's the time it's most painful. Getting into the car, getting out of the car, most painful. Do I appreciate it? You better believe it. Salvations occurred. Now the scripture does not say salvations occurred. But salvation says, don't do anything to yourself. We are all here. Why would they all remain? Ask yourself. Even those that harm you get saved. Plans change. Purpose must not. Let's move on. Second example, Gideon. Okay, Gideon. In Judges 7, 4 to 7, it goes on. Now you know this. But the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go 
with you, the same shall go with you. And whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go with you. So he brought the people down to the water and the Lord said to Gideon, okay, just before that, there were about 30,000 people with Gideon. Isn't that a wonderful army? I mean, you call for help and 30,000 people come and say yes. So it seemed like a good plan, right? And then what does God say? No. You know why he said no? I will not allow glory to be robbed from me. Because if 30,000 people go and I give you that army, they will say it is because of my strength that we want God had nothing to do with it. So sometimes we have plan A, plan B, plan C and plan D. And that God comes and he puts a stop to all of it. You have your answer. Because God does not want to share any of the glory that is due to him. So he's, he tells the first group of people, those of you that fear, go back. 20,000 people left. Do you know, God rarely wants to use those that fear others. He, he loves to use those that fear him. Because if you fear him, you will not fear others. So 20,000 people feared somebody else. So he says, go back, it's okay, you don't have to fight. So now we come to the next group of people, right? And he said, he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dong laps, you shall set apart for yourself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. Okay. I shared this message in Klang last week and I, maybe I was not so clear, but I want to be a little bit clearer now. There was a difference, okay, between getting on your knee and lapping like a dog, all right? There were people who got down on their hands and knees and they drank the water like that, okay? Then there were those that got down on the knee and they scooped up the water and drank, brought the water to their face and drank like that. The ones who brought the water to the face was 300. The ones who got down on all fours were 19,000, no, 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 let me see, what, 10,000, 9,700. 9,700. God said, send the 9,700 away. You know, God uses those who know who they are in Him. You are not an animal. You are a representative of His image here on earth. So the people who brought the water up to themselves, that was a human way of doing it. That was a, a representation of Mankind or a representation of authority. You know, on one hand, God wants to use those that fear Him. On the other hand, God wants to use people who know their authority. Why did my pain go away? 
Was it because I was anything special? Or I knew the authority that I had in the name of Jesus to command it to go? Then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lapped, that means they brought it up and they lapped, deliver the Midianites into your hands, let all the other people go in peace. And, and the Lord said this, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying my own hand has saved me. I think this is a very, very important reason why seemingly our plans go bad. Whenever something you have planned does not go the way you expected it to have gone, and you do get disappointed because most of us get disappointed when the plan doesn't go exactly the way we want it to. But question you've got to ask yourself is, is it a, a bad change or a good change? Most of us will think it's a bad change because we always think our plans are pretty good. Ah, it didn't go according to plan. I'm upset. But actually when we realize that God does not change, it's good. We can trust the Lord. We can ask the Lord, okay, Lord, what is your direction for me? Sometimes, get this, we are too prepared even if we are doing the Lord's work. Wow. Do you know, can we prepare God out of the equation? You better believe it. We think we can. And you know what? We always do. We always do. And that's why plans change. Because God does not want anyone but him to get the glory. It is a danger to plan God out of the equation. It is a danger. Guys, don't do it. Let me tell you, we did it. Elder Mabel and myself, we did it. We thought we had everything planned. And plans changed. They really, really changed. And God sort of herded us into a new, and I don't like to use this word, I use it very sparingly, herded us into a new season. It's not a word I like to use because everybody kind of uses this word season too easily. Herded us into a new season where we had to do things that we normally would not do. Because, and as we discussed it among ourselves, we made the mistake of planning God out of the equation. So God fights for us fiercely. And how does he fight for us fiercely? He blocks our plans. He changes our plans. And let me tell you, he brought our plans to naught. Yeah. You know how God changes plans for us, for both of us? He brought it to zero. He bought, brought our plans to zero. So we only had one door open and that was the door we wanted to take. If you ask me today, I would say, I know this is his reason because there's a work that we need to get done. So it's a danger to plan. Don't plan God out of the equation. Then you never have to run into that situation like us. We change our needs, but God remains the same. We change our needs, but God remains the same. He just needs us to trust him. Not in our plans. Not in our backup plans. 
Does that mean you don't have a backup plan? Let your backup plan be Jesus. But, you know, discuss your backup plan with him. I would say that. Discuss your backup plan with him. God, what do you think? And then he will say, he will give you wisdom. The journey to the answer teaches us to observe and see how God sees. How does God see? Do not fear if God is with you. If you fear, return. <laughs> and you want to get somewhere? Don't fear. If God is telling you to start a business, don't fear. If you fear, don't start the business. The other thing is know your calling. Know your calling. Do not drink like an animal if you are a man. Man or woman. In this case, the man went out to war, not the women. But you know what I mean. Hmm? Okay, I hope you're getting something. And now we come to the very last example of the day. Jesus! Plans even change for Jesus. You be the judge after I read to you. In Luke 8, 40 to 56. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of a synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. Okay, you remember this story? And what did Jesus say? Okay, I will come. Isn't that wonderful? God has already said it's okay. It's in the back. I'm coming. So he's walking towards Jairus' home. That's the plan, right? Guess what happened? There was a change. What was the change? There was a woman who had an issue of blood, who said, if I can but touch the garment, I shall be healed. And what did she do? She went and she touched the hem of his garment and she was healed. But do you know, that delayed Jesus. Because now Jesus stopped where he stood, stopped where he was. He looked around and said, who touched me? Who touched me? Oh, who touched me? Maybe that was he touched me. <laughs> okay, he, he stopped. And then the woman said, he's I. And he said, well, well done. Power came out from me because of your faith. Well done. I just love it. I mean, if it was me and if I was Jesus, I'd be saying that, no? Maybe, you know, he did. Because he was excited. I mean, would it not be exciting for him? He is built and, and structured so that any faith touches him, power goes out. That is his makeup. So don't you think he gets excited when somebody gets it? You better believe it. He gets excited when you touch him in faith. Because even though he wants to stop it, he cannot stop how he has structured himself. That when somebody exercises faith, power comes out. And this scripture proves it. Because Jesus did not stop and say, does anyone here, what I sense someone here has an issue of blood and wants to be healed. Did he say that? No. She was already healed when she said it was I, you know. I want to draw your attention to something. This is, this is a personal belief. 
I don't know whether I should be. But did you find it strange that the woman's issue of blood was for 12 years? And guess how old Jairus' daughter was? She was about 12 years. About the time this girl was born, this woman started the issue of blood. Could it be that in the Lord's plan and purpose, you were going to see a fantastic miracle take place? And it was all coordinated and planned. Because Jesus stopped and addressed this woman, the child died. And people came and said, Jesus, no need to come. The child is already dead. And what did Jesus said, say? He said, don't worry about it. I'm on my way. I'm in the plan. Don't stress about it. I'm in the situation. What's dead to you is not to me. What you consider death, I consider sleep. What you consider an end, I say is just the beginning. Oh, I'm, sh you know, the, my hair is actually standing, if you can see. It's not because of the cold. It's not because of the cold. Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceive power going out from me. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. I want you to know that you don't have to worry about whether Jesus hears you. Because if you have faith to believe that if you but touch his garment, you shall be healed. Meaning that you don't have to worry. If, you've but, if you have any kind of faith that you have touched the presence of the Lord, you shall be healed. And guess what? That's the way he's wired. It will happen. The wiring on the wall has been wired in such a way that if you turn the switch on, the light will shine. Do you have to, after you turn the switch, say to the electricity, work so the light can come on? No. Why? It has been wired such. Jesus is wired to respond to your faith. So when Jesus heard it, he said, do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. In 54 it says, he put them all outside, took her by the hand and called saying, little girl. Little girl, arise. Or if it was in Jesus' voice, he might have said it like this. Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned and she arose immediately and he commanded her that she be given something to eat. Even with Jesus, the plan changed. Even with Jesus. And when the plan changed, somebody died. But I want you to know, and again, purpose was not changed. Do you know that? Jesus said, I'm coming. Did his purpose change because people said, She's gone? No, it did not. The purpose did not change and he followed through. 
and I'm going to tell you something, all right? Sometimes Jesus and or the answer seem delayed. Am I correct? Sometimes you don't get the answer when you want it. It seems delayed, right? Scripture is giving us a reason why, you know. It may be because Jesus is presently responding to someone's faith along his way to you. Let me make this a little bit clearer. I am praying, let's say for, uh, okay, uh, let's say I'm praying for Elder Mabel's healing. Praying and praying and praying. Jesus is coming to me to help her. But along the way, because as he walks, his anointing permeates and those around on, the, on his journey towards me, people are being touched and getting saved. Then he comes and he heals her. But because of that journey of faith that I believe for her healing, others were touched along the way. Can you believe that? You know, a battery has the potential to see many things happen. You put that battery in your touch and go smart tech machine. You think it's only good for that? It's good for anything that uses 9 volt. Take it out, use it in something else, it still works. The Lord is interested that any time he is dealing with one issue, he's dealing with many at the same time. Do you know that? Do you know that your prayer for someone to be healed is cause for him to visit you and in the process of visiting you, people around you and along the way are going to be addressed. They are going to be healed. They are going to be touched. So, Let's get over this thing. Let's get over ourselves that he only needs to respond to us. Because let's not limit him. Do we think that just because Jesus is on the way to us, do we ever think that because Jesus is on the way to us, others will see him? Oh. Because Jesus is on his way to heal Elder Mabel, other people are going to see him. That anointing that's coming towards you is going to make an impact. Respond to him and get their blessings because you have drawn him towards you. What does scripture say? Lift up the name of Jesus and all men will be drawn unto him. How do we lift up the name of Jesus? When we are praying for somebody and believing. What are we doing? We're lifting up his name and when he's when his name is being lifted up, people are being drawn to him. Delay is never a reason for fear. Fear makes it such. If you fear your situation, you fear God, uh, things or people more than you fear God, you'll be asked to go home. In other words, you won't get anything. Alright? Delay is something that tries to bring fear upon your life. Is delay a reason for you to fear? No. Because Jesus always has the last word. 
And I want you to know this. Truth triumphs over fact. You are people who live the truth. And Jesus is his name. Don't be people who live fact. There are many people who live, live their lives factually. Who see no change or miracle happen in their life. Don't come and talk to me about Jesus. I have cancer. And I will die in my cancer. And guess what? They die in their cancer. Don't for a minute think that the Lord doesn't have your back. He has your back always. So today, if you've got good plans that have gone bad, don't fear. He's on his way to you and even as he's on his way to you, because you continue to believe, others around are getting touched. Do you know if you can continue to believe that, you will see the power of God happen in a much greater way because you are a battery. You are a, a station. A station of his anointing to permeate and to grow and to see others being touched. So if your plan is not so good, praise the Lord. He has your back. So sometimes you seem like you're going into some dark place. It's okay. The miracles happen in dark places. Remember, people can get saved because you believe. Because you don't change your purpose. Because you continue to stand firm. And with that, I pray that you will be able to answer this question. Can bad change be good? Obviously, it can. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information on our church, please visit xchurch.org. We are also active on Facebook and Instagram. We're believing that this week is going to be a good week ahead for you. God bless.